Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live Podcast. Your host here, James Coe, joined alongside by the magical beard of fantasy himself, one half of the fantasy hipsters, Matt Franciscovich. What's up? Hey, yo. How's it going? Good. I'm yeah? good. Business is booming. Business is booming. A.B. and Lev Bell just doing work. Rocking my fantasy playoff challenge lineups. I like it. Wow. We got the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Kielhar. What's cracking? Yo, just trying to figure out what that weird mic feedback mic. thing was. I hope it doesn't come through on the, the audio for the show, but I'm going to be messing with my mic the whole time. So. Uh, you're really loud now. So. Yes, you are really loud. I'm really loud. You are. So this has all been a play. Just Maybe that's because uh, <laughs> 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 it was all a subtle producer play to get me more prominently featured in the show. I like it. Exactly. Well, everybody's I like been it dying a lot. for. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's cracking? Oh, man. It's a good day. Yeah? It's, uh, I was going to say it's Monday. No, but no, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It Even is better. I'm still I'm Even still better. used to our old recording I know. schedule, you know? I know. Now so. we're just doing it on Wednesdays once a week. We're going to keep that going in the offseason, baby. I like it. Matt Harmon, the wide receiver prognosticator himself. What's cracking? <laughs> it's good. I'm just looking at the Jaguars uh, website. And okay. One of, the, one of the people I follow from Jags Twitter was saying they put his they put his tweets on there where at first he was like he was just messed like just giving them hell for the Doug Marone fire hiring and then by the end of it he was like oh they got Tom Coughlin I regret everything I take it all back <laughs> so I'm following that string right oh, now oh good perfect I like it all right so we got a big time show in front of us here today as we always do we're going to talk about playoff challenge Matt Franciscovich is going to tell us why the tight end position was just so god awful this year and whether or not tight end can bounce back in 2017, we are going to give you a treat in today's episode. We are going to do an oral history of one of the most infamous segments in NFL Fantasy Podcast history, the Fantasy Therapy Session. It was 20 minutes. Wow. It was, uh, it was epic. It was needed. We'll, we'll dive into it, but I presented both Franchise and Marcus with a challenge, and I will say they went above and beyond the call of duty. And, you know, we haven't actually done this, so I'm actually really curious to see how this came about, what was going on in the minds of these fine gentlemen in the room here. Mm. But we will present an oral history of fantasy therapy. Then I will present to you, we love one thing in fantasy, trends. 
Trends. Oh, yeah. Trends. We love trends. Oh. And we will give two of the NFL Fancy Live podcast trends that I found as I was uh, digging through the old podcast. And finally, we'll close out the show, not with daily daps, but we will vote on the daily dap of the year. So we're wow. The dappiest dap that ever dapped? The dappiest of the dappy daps. Would, okay, it, would you consider it? Would you consider it dapper? I would oh. consider it dapper. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, he's la- he's louder and he's making puns. This, this is hell. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be the show. But we start the show as always with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the news. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news. Because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, we'll start in, D- in Dallas. Zeke Elliott involved in a minor car crash. He's reportedly doing fine. Expected to play Sunday afternoon versus the Packers. The same cannot be said of Jordy Nelson, who has a couple of fractured ribs. His availability in that game against Dallas looking extremely, extremely iffy. If you have him in one of your playoff challenge rosters i cannot imagine you can keep them in there despite the two-time multiplier you're probably rocking right now what say you gentlemen uh yeah i, I actually had to pull him i you know i didn't didn't want to mess around and wait till we got closer i just decided to make the decision now to to switch him out for randall cobb who how much did that hurt you uh, I mean, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I got one point out of him last week oh. and was worried about getting zero points, which I know I get the multiplier for. But zero the, times two. That's a lot zero. of points. It's is it still not? zero. Oh, oh, so, okay. you know, I'm no, I'm no mathologist, but I know I it's not a lot. I see. So I figured I'd make the switch to uh, Randall Cobb. Okay. All right. In Denver, the Broncos have hired Vance Joseph to be their new head coach. Oh, 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 oh. Breaking news. Please hit me. Uh, Marcus Grant apparently might be a long lost relative of <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> what? Is that true? Uh, I haven't seen the pictures that many. I guess. Um, I mean, I've seen Vance Joseph, but I haven't seen. Like, I, 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 mean, do I need a side by side? There was just there. There was one person who popped into my mentions and asking, oh, perhaps, my God, if we were long lost twins. Not um, twins, but you're definitely you definitely yeah. could be bros like or not, or cousins, maybe or cousins. Definitely not twins though, because you and Geno Smith are twins. Yeah, Vance but, Joseph looks you know, like. Looks like, and I both looks like your uncle. This Gelhar is Marcus's worst put, nightmare put right this now. Picture, <laughs> this is great at right the exact same time. We really, I really felt like I had, I had moved beyond this, right? That Geno Smith was fading into Bolivian, and I figured that's like, true. That, Wait, to Bolivian? Yeah, like Bolivian. to Bolivia with yeah, Bolivia, Butch Cassidy and the as, Sundance as, Kid? As, uh, that. Yeah, as, as Mike Tyson once said, fading into Bolivian. Um, <laughs> and I really thought that this, this was going to be behind me, and then someone hopped in my mentions today Vance asking Joseph. if uh, if I was good old twins. Vance Joseph, and you made the mistake of telling the rest of us. Yep, oh. <laughs> that's your yeah, first problem. That was my first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> New tab, Google Images. <laughs> the 44-year-old Vance Joseph was most recently the defensive coordinator for Adam Gase there in the MIA. He's a former college quarterback slash running back for Colorado, the Mighty Buffaloes. He converted to cornerback in college and then played a couple of years in the NFL at that position. Look, this is a big-time gamble for Denver. Why? Because Joseph has exactly one year of experience as a DC. He was a DB coach, so basically he was a positional coach for 10 years prior, but not a whole heck of a lot of, you know, overarching experience, managerial experience, uh, if you want to put it that way, uh, for Vance Joseph. Uh, can I throw this out to the group here, and, and we'll start with Matt Harmon. Um, 
you take a look at the offense there in Denver, it didn't do well. Gary Kubiak, a noted quarterback's guru, uh, did what he could with Trevor Simeon. He's got Paxton Lynch there uh, developing as well. I got to imagine the offense is going to take another step back next year, if I'm not mistaken. Am I wrong in thinking that? Well, I mean, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Uh, I mean, the biggest question is, yeah, obviously now they'll have to make a hire uh, at offensive coordinator. Who is that going to be? We don't know. You'd presumably think they'd probably like to stick within the same coaching tree, which is that that Shanahan, Kubiak sort of – uh, sort of system, which is why it's a little shocking. Maybe they didn't go with Kyle Shanahan, but I think this is one thing that we see all the time uh, with with head coaches that there's a big difference between being a great coordinator and being a great head coach. And I think they must really like this guy Van jo- Vance Joseph's ability to lead men. And to his credit, I think he got a lot of guys from a lot of different places on the same page in Miami this year to make that defense viable. And I wonder too if his history with Wade Phillips, because they were together in Houston at some point between 2011 and 2013 when Joseph right. was there, I wonder if that sold them because Wade's a free agent. He's not mm. under contract, and I would imagine that's probably their biggest priority. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Uh, but again, I do worry about that Denver offense moving forward in 27. If you want to know how much of a quarterback's, uh, how much of an impact Gary Kubiak has on quarterback, look at Brock Osweiler. When he was the starting quarterback for the Broncos, he was a viable starter. Then he went to Houston. He was still just okay in Denver. But, but still viable, though, is what I'm saying. Viable is the is the key word. I mean, I'm not he, saying he, he was, was a top vi- 10 guy. He was guy. viable enough to help the Houston Texans limp into the playoffs Stop this it. year. Stop it. Okay. No, I mean, his numbers weren't that much better at Denver than they were over in Houston. He was so bad in Houston. So bad. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm worried about the quarterback play and what that means, the trickle-down effect. Uh, Therefore, both uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. We'll see. All right, in Buffalo, the Bills have officially hired Sean McDermott as their new head coach. The Buffalo News first broke the story that the Bills were moving in that direction. McDermott and the Panthers, uh, he was their defensive coordinator there in Carolina since 2011. He was an Eagles defensive coordinator before that. Uh, His units really have been known for takeaways. What do we take away from the Sean McDermott hire there in Buffalo, Marcus Grant? Um... It's a little bit surprising in the sense that usually you see teams when they go with a a coach who is you know either is defensive minded for instance like Rex Ryan was yes um, when they make a change they tend to go the other way so in in that in that sense it surprised me that they went with another kind of defensive minded head coach but I think that's where they believe the strength of this team lies right now I agree with um that. I think I, their defensive line is great this guy brings in a four three D yeah. Uh, the question is, I mean, can he keep these guys interested in playing football for a full 16 games next season? Which you know what's amazing? Think, uh, Wins will help do that for you. Though. They will. They will. Report. Um, I think. <laughs> I, I think. Sources. I think McDermott's going to have a big. Uh, you know, I think his big first big task will be figuring out what to do with the quarterback position because, for from all accounts, it doesn't seem like the Bills are very interested in bringing Tyrod Taylor back. I don't know why. I don't know who they think they can just grab that's going to be better than him right now. I thought they have to bring him back. Isn't it's a team he, option. It's, it's a team option. But because he is getting off-season surgery, I thought it forces their hands. I, I thought No, the, I think there's still a way that they can get out. Yeah, they can still move on from him if okay. necessary. And I, I mean, I don't understand why they would want to, but it seems as though they want to. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so I don't know if they try to draft somebody. The free agent market's not going to be great. And, you know, for all the, the help that he can bring their defense – right. 
Uh, I mean, it's sort of like the Texans. Like, if they can't really score points, they're going to struggle, and they don't have the luxury of being in a crappy division. You know, I'll say this. I am extremely – I know this is not sexy at all, but the Bills' defense next year, I'm actually really excited about that because McDermott has been so good at generating takeaways – uh, both in Philly and in Carolina, that I, I, I got to admit, he has the pieces, I imagine, uh, to make that happen again in Buffalo. But go ahead, Matt. Mike McCoy and North Turner are two that have been linked to the Bills' offensive coordinator opening. Ooh, uh, and there's some similar bloodlines there between right. uh, Mike McCoy, was in Carolina for years, not the same time McDermott was, North Turner, Ron Rivera, similar coaching tree there. Okay. Uh, also, Mike McCoy is to interview for the Broncos' offensive coordinator job. And I think he, as much as a mess as he was as right. a head coach. I think McCoy is a really, really good offensive coach. Norv Turner, not so much. Yeah, not so much. It's not been. 20 years ago. <clears throat> oh, really? But the Dallas Cowboys. Troy Aikman, bro. Tight ends, bro. Jeez. Tight end whisper. It's Charles like, Clay forever. Stop, you know? <laughs> oh, jeez, that's right. It's, it's, it's just, you know, stop. Charles Clay forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'll ask you this, Franchise. Uh, you, you've been following running backs all season long, but uh, what does it mean for somebody like Shady McCoy, though? Because, you know, we, if we knew one thing about Rex Ryan, his offense, not creative at all, but we knew Shady was going to get volume. Yep. I think, I mean, with a new offensive coordinator coming in now that all these offensive guys have to learn a new offense. And Shady just com- came over here, what, two years ago? Right. Last year was banged up. This year he was healthy, and he made a huge impact. But I think it's going to be one of those situations where he's also another year older now. Yeah. And I well, think yeah. it's going to be one of those situations where they might try to start limit, uh, you know, managing his workload. They got to get a quarterback. I think Tyrod Taylor being back there helped McCoy's. How old is Shady? Isn't he? Isn't, he's like what twenty seven, twenty eight. He's getting he's up 27 there. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. So he's, he's got a couple good years. He's left. got some tread on his but tires. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, coming off the year that he had, I feel like people are going to be wanting to take him like at the end of the first round next it's true. year, maybe. But I feel scary. like that might be a little high a little scary. in a new Who? offense, and he's another year older. Who the hell is going to play quarterback? And also, like, they need other wide receivers. Sammy, yeah. yeah, Sammy Watkins is their only threat, and you can't at this point reasonably expect him to stay healthy. That's a right. sneaky, really bad offense. Uh, playoff challenge. Uh, it's the new fantasy, not new, but uh, you know, it's obviously with the standard fantasy. Bro, it's now. been here the whole time, <laughs> sweeping the nation. <laughs> yes. You guys thought not your fantasy clip, season was over, nation, didn't but, you? Know. Yeah. <laughs> this nation, the rest <laughs> okay, of it. Okay, great. Uh, regular fantasy, standard formats, pretty much done. Not pretty much, they are done. Done. Uh, if you want to play, keep playing fantasy, you can. We got this game called Playoff Challenge. Uh, we explained the rules last week, but uh, Alex Gelhar wrote a great breakdown piece of it. Uh, I'd love for the whiz kid from Wisconsin to kind of break down uh, what you wrote in that piece and, and your takeaways uh, from that first round of the playoffs. Well, you know, it, it largely went as most of us expected with uh, Brown and Love Belt doing stuff <laughs> against uh, Miami. Uh, so if you had them in your lineups, that was great because yeah. you got a great head start and now they're cooking into Kansas City for double up points. Yep. And uh, Aaron Rodgers in his offense did a lot of stuff as well. Uh, the passing <laughs> attack, at least as we expected, except for Jordan, Jordan Nelson, Nelson, as Marcus was people. mentioning. So the the plus side is we okay. if you had Jordan Nelson in your lineup, yeah, he only got you one point. Very disappointing. Right. You're going to get a two-times multiplier if you keep him in. And there's a chance he plays on Sunday still. They Might said he's he's looking in the he's looking at the Mike Vick Kevlar vest thing. I know. Uh so 
We're going to literally have to wait until Saturday, though, for him to practice. But, he, but even if he does play, like, how effective do you think he'll be? I think hey, man, he'll be a decoy. Two yeah. times, or red zone, two times the points for a touchdown is sure. uh, is still a nice thing. And that plus, nice. you got to remember, playoff challenge is uh, is a long con game. It's not a singular oh, game. Oh, triple points. Because so, he plays this week, oh, he plays the week so after you're, you're, Yeah, you're stuck with this gamble of, like, well, do I keep him in even if he only gets me a couple points this week, but what if he comes back healthier the week after? Triple or points. If they, or if they go to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, quadruple. But, but wouldn't you rather have someone like Devontae Adams or Randall Cobb in there knowing that they'll get those points every True, week but rather than risking a week of another that's, zero? That's I don't know. He, can you really trust Randall Cobb, though? I mean, yes, he had a Hail Mary touchdown you know, right. grab that he had. And two others. And two and, other and, touchdowns. Well, okay, oh, calm down. <laughs> calm, calm down. Uh, the point that I was making was that, yes, he did put up big-time numbers, but – Prior to that game, he was right. basically dead. Yeah, right. to be fair, that's like the best game he's had in probably two years, like at, at least. least a year, at least a year and a half. Yeah, the I went back and watched all of his all of his routes though to see if it was just kind of dumb luck and they weren't covering him. And this is the best he's looked in a while because he had the ankle injury that kept him out the prior two games, and before that, for like three or four weeks, he had a hamstring injury. So we had not seen healthy Randall Cobb probably Very since true. they about played the Giants in the Very regular true. season when he went over 100 yards. Shorter version, he was due. He was, he was, he was well, hashtag due. Well, that is he very true. Due. That makes sense. That makes sense. You can't, you can't forget that part. Uh, your takeaways on Thomas Rawls and also moving forward against Atlanta, um, if this was a DFS or you know standard league, I, I, I wouldn't, I'd fade away against Thomas Rawls only because in an anticipated shootout, how much work is Thomas Rawls going to get in a game where they're playing at home, uh, where they built up a, a big lead and they just kept feeding Thomas Rawls? It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they hit him early and often, though. That offense for the long time has kind of been predicated on the run. So I, would, I wouldn't think that he's going to just disappear from the game plan. I would expect him to get early work, and we've seen him work in more as a pass catcher this year when he's been on the field even in the playoffs than he did during his run last year. So if you started him, I think he's a guy to keep. But if you're yeah. looking to replace a running back, like if you had Jay Ajayi, I probably would not go the Thomas Rawls We're Rolls also route. talking about C.J. Proceis maybe coming back. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Let's get that near. Uh, like not to mention the Seahawks. I, typically I don't like small sample home road splits, but I think with the Seahawks you can make it a little bit of a case of why it's legitimate, and their offense has been much, 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 much better at home this year Sure, just because of their offensive line uh, and the way that the crowd noise affects them and being on the road and how they can better get their cues while they're at home. I mean, they're still not a good unit, but the offense in general has been much more productive at home, and I think that extends mostly to Thomas Rawls. How, really how dare you bring in real football talk into this fantasy podcast? I, want, <laughs> I, hate, I hate to tell you that it is a trickle-down effect. <laughs> like, one ha- cannot no. exist without the other. <laughs> no, but uh, great points. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. What, okay, is so that, what does that point have to do with the numbers, though, Matt? What, I mean, did, well, you I mean, look, did you look at the numbers? If I told you about the home road that, thing. That, that take, at the numbers. That That's take a trend. Sounds like, that take sounds like a non-numbers take. I don't know if I like that. Well, sometimes you also you can't just look at the numbers. Sometimes what about you look at the games. What about if Thomas Rawls is on a boat before this game? <laughs> Speaking well, Bill of- Belichick was on a boat. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I hope sleeping. they lose just for pure chaos. I'm sorry, Patriots fans, but the oh, fact that he was on a boat. Why are sorry to Patriots fans? Because I, I don't want them in my mentions, I that's know. all. The the Patriots, Patriots, I, don't ca- I, don't, I don't care. The Patriots you have, you are- people have enough privilege in your life. You don't, I don't need that's to feel true. sorry for if you lose a division. But like, how hilarious would that be is a week after all this, oh, Odell oh, hand-wringing, yeah. if Bill Belichick and Tom Brady lose to Brock Osweiler. <laughs> they were on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the 
pure comedy oh of them losing to Brock Osweiler. Would that be would be that. levels enough, but the fact That's that true. he was photographed on a boat the week yeah. prior. I like it. I love it. Give it to uh, me. All right, James, you were going to yeah, successfully no, transition, I think. Trans. I think. Yeah, I know. We were talking about boat trends. Okay, so Odell's gone now. How do you replace him? I, I know Dez and Julio uh, sitting out there as well. Uh, what do you think about uh, replacing Odell with either Dez or Julio? It depends how you feel about those teams going the distance. I mean, it's a, it's a toss-up. Or or you look towards, you know, if you're looking for a one-week fill-in or something too, or even a team that could get hot, Devontae Adams or Randall Cobb. If Jordy's limited, both those guys are going to see more targets. And the way that offense is playing, they could they could make a deep run. Or on the flip side, the safest pick is probably Julian Edelman mm. as the Patriots figure to oh, be not, in uh, contention to go That's not Bowl. sexy. It's think. not, but Gronk isn't there, and he saw a massive percentage of the targets in Gronk's Or you could be really saucy and throw out, like, a Michael Floyd and wait for that explosion to happen. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Throw oh. yourself out of playoff challenge. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> scored. Hold on, hold on. I have some highlights of what happens if you put Michael Floyd in your lineup. <laughs> okay. I mean, look. If you're going to win this thing, sometimes you got to go gotta against the crazy. grain. You got to you know, get nuts. You know what you helps to win, though, are, are points. Oh. <laughs> yeah. mm, I don't know about that, but... Also, maybe Tyree Kill, Chiefs. That's not bad. It's a sneaky pick. Yeah, that's me. I really like that Chiefs-Steelers game. No, I can't no. wait to watch that, that's man. Is that I mean, Saturday or Sunday? Sun, I, Sun, I can't wait Sunday. to watch it. I don't know when it is yeah, this yeah. week. <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't know when the hell it starts. It's the early game on Sunday. I just know all oh. I'm doing all weekend is watching football. So Agreed. I like it. I absolutely love it. All right. Hey, Franchise, you wrote a great piece Yo. Uh, on NFL.com slash fantasy. You can find it, NFL.com slash franchise. You talked about tight ends and basically broke down uh, why they were so unbelievably terrible in 2016. A little now, bit. If, a little bit. If, I, if I read it right, I mean, I don't want to say historically low, but I mean, good God! Well, I went back ten. I went back to 2007, so that's ten seasons. Ten right? seasons. So yeah, it was in that date uh, time range. It was historically low. Okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey was the highest scoring tight end, had 138 points, um, and according to Kareen Falcone, our researcher, yes, that this was the first time since Shannon Sharp in 1998 that no tight end eclipsed the 140 point. Fantasy point mark in a season. So really, if we're if we're going back, so that's like twenty years. Twenty years almost. Right. That's that's a lot. Um, that's, and that's the bad. biggest takeaway is that Travis Kelsey and Greg Olson were the top two scoring tight ends, and they both had over a thousand yards, but neither of them even got to five touchdowns. Yeah, it's crazy. So, and then like the the next tier of tight ends all had like six, seven, eight touchdowns. Cameron Brait and uh, who else led? I forget who the other guy was. Led with uh, eight touchdowns. Oh, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry had eight touchdowns? Hunter Henry yeah, had eight touchdowns. Yeah. Yes. Sub so it was yards. just like basically my conclusions <laughs> are tight end scoring obviously oh is based on touchdowns. <clears throat> yes. Um, and that correlates with average fantasy points per game over the last 10 years. Yep. Um, I think you were also talking about targets, how the targets at the t- for the tight end position were right. uh, generally way below uh, normal as well, right? No, they weren't. They weren't too far below. Let me get to the target section here. He's got a lot of numbers to look at over here, guys. Oh, I'm so well, impressed. He has so many they, he's so targets, many graphs in there. Targets were it's actually, like it's a me thing. I look, know. targets were actually right around the range they've been in the last three or four years in the mid 90s, oh, okay. low low to mid 90s on average. Okay. Um, and all of your top tight ends had that many targets. Um, so if you if you're looking w- during your draft, you want to 
try to identify tight ends who get like 90 to 100 targets, you're right. probably good. Dennis Pitta had 121 targets. That's gross. Was the tight end 16. Oh, so they don't always correlate, but okay. it's mostly touchdowns and receptions are the and I can't tar- believe, touchdowns and targets are the I can't ones that correlate Hunter the Henry most. Henry had eight touchdowns. He yeah, he did, and he only had like I don't know. He had less than 500 yards. That is 30 crazy. some catches or yeah, 50 that is. Some but, uh, yeah, is it, it was it was nuts. Are, are you? But were you saying? So what do we expect for 27? So basically, because this season was so historically low, yeah, a little bit. Next of a season, back? it's got to go up. Bounce back to the main. Got to go up. Guys, got to score more touchdowns. So positive four regression. Or five to- positive. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, uh, and, and and the thing I like too is is if the fact that the targets were just about the same. Yeah, I think we can expect reasonably expect better production. Uh, moving forward in 2017, and I, exactly, and I know Harmon wrote about the zero RB versus zero wide receiver stuff, but and there was a ridiculous amount of rushing touchdowns scored this year. Yeah, right, and so that also takes away from that tennis. takes away from because most of the time tight ends are scoring touchdowns are in the red zone. That's true. Most okay. rushing touchdowns come from red zone touches. So makes sense. It should go the other way next year based on all this historical data. Interesting. Hopefully. Hopefully, are there any are there any guys that you kind of pinpointed that could be potential like who who's going to benefit from a positive regression sort of scenario? Um, probably guys like Kyle Rudolph, uh, Cameron Brait. I tell you what, I think Kyle Rudolph led all tight ends 132 targets. I mean, Dennis Pitta, if he sees 100 targets again, there's got to be some positive regression there, no? Especially a year removed from. Three years removed from playing football, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, also too. What a just, weird situation that was. Just, I think the most like salient point that you had in there was just the guys at the top. I mean, yeah. Tyler Eifert injured, Jordan Reed injured, Rob Gronkowski all, injured. Right. All of those guys have they injury led, concerns. They all led fantasy points per game. Also, uh, speaking of elite tight ends, Jared Cook injured for much of the True, year. True, and Jared Cook also injured. So, I mean, to be to, to be fair, I think that a lot of just this lack of touchdown production is probably that these guys weren't on the field for an entire stretch and. If yeah, the position's going to make a rebound in, in 2017. Wow, really? Imagine. No so no snide comments about me sliding Jared Cook into that? We <laughs> all love Jared. Uh, <laughs> I'm mostly talk- looking at James over there. We were talking to the right audience. Perhaps he was distracted. <laughs> He's too busy over here counting not- his money. What? <laughs> <laughs> but what that, are you talking about? The, the other thing is looking we at his expensive watch. Uh, by the way, Clip Nash update if we hadn't already Jesus discussed it. James is wearing Christ. another tucked in button up shirt. <sighs> we had gone a whole like 20 minutes before we even mentioned uh, it. Yes, I'm doing clippers tonight. Looks uh, like a nice the- quality material. <laughs> Is it silk? You know what? I this is actually this is legitimately a custom shirt. It has my initials. Wow! Whoa. Wow! Oh my God! Inscribed. The truth comes out. I I had to sew this together from some garbage bags. <laughs> oh my wow. god. Wow, all right. Uh, for the podcast listeners who don't know, uh I also do radio pre and post game for the Clippers, the LA Clippers. Thus all the clip niche jokes. Yes. Let's let's just let's just be clear. Yeah. There was a point in the, in the <laughs> podcast history, I think it was during the off season, when you came into this podcast studio in uh tank top Sporting some six packs. <laughs> now, ever since the Clip Nace job, it's been these fancy ass shoes, these belts, these tucked in shirts, this, this this watch that probably costs as much as uh, you know Charlie's food for the year. I mean, uh, may, no, definitely more. I do miss the backwards caps in the yeah. Diamond Bar High School hoodies. I, so, exactly. <laughs> My point being that, that we've, it has been a I long time since we've seen the common man's James Co. I forgot about that. The Diamond Bar. 
our high school hoodie. You know, if we really oh think about it, God. and then we're going to move on quickly because I don't want to annoy all our listeners, but so sometimes you have to hit rock bottom before you can come up, and I think rock bottom for James was the jean jacket incident of 2016. Uh, yeah. I still jacket. wear that. James just, and tight ends also uh, hit rock bottom this God. year. Kidding, we go. James. So we can James, only we expect unbelievable. positive regression. We're seeing James' positive Already seeing it. And so we can only expect the same thing from the tight end. Wow, wait a minute. That makes sense. Uh, you are a professional. I can't, look, hold on. I can't wear tank. It's like 40 degrees outside. I can't wear tank tops. I wear tank tops when it's hot. Uh, not my narrative. Okay. It's the same temperature inside. Okay. All right. Okay. Always. All right. Well, wow. Sorry about that, James. All right. Oh, out of <laughs> nowhere. Sorry. Roasted. Just got roasted out of nowhere. All right. Listen, one of the most infamous moments in the NFL Fantasy Live podcast this year certainly uh, was fantasy therapy. Because it stretched out uh, over a couple of days. This, the drama had unfolded over a couple of days. It started with this. Matt Harmon, who's an idiot. Mm. It was that. All right. So here's the thing. We're going to give you an oral history. It's broken down into three parts. Uh, the introduction, we have Franchise's letter, and then we've got MG's letter. All right. Let's hit the introduction first, and we'll talk about what was going on uh, in that part of it. All right, guys. So now for the surprise segment. Uh, something happened yesterday that I feel we need oh. to address. Oh, no. Josh Gordon uh, has really stirred some controversy, I think, in the fantasy community because <laughs> there are certain guys, Matt Harmon, who's an idiot. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, look, everybody that listens to this podcast and stuff knows that we refer to ourselves as fantasy stronghold and that we're all, t- we're all together, we're out here grinding content, and the key to this stronghold is is unity, and we we cannot be a fractured unit if we want to continue to to dominate the fantasy world and provide great content to our listeners and our viewers and our readers. So that's why oh we're going to start God. the fantasy therapy session. What is this the feelings podcast? <laughs> so James, what is happening yesterday? Right I don't know. You said What's you said happening? some mean things about Matt. And Matt, I'd like you to tell us how those made you feel. Oh my! Well, God. I have to say, what is happening? <laughs> like this is a little shocking. It's definitely a surprise. Um, you know, I was sitting at my desk just writing away, and out of nowhere, I hear the words because uh, I tune in to see uh, ITC Live, and uh, I just hear Matt Harmon, who's an idiot, and it was an emotional <laughs> roller coaster because you know I'm so vain that anytime I hear my name mentioned, I perk up. Right. And then for it to just be paused. Who's an idiot? Right. It was a little deflating. Wow. So that was part one. That was part one. Now oh. this, the, when you, because as uh, the creator of that segment, and uh, I had first had the idea, you know, when that popped up, it was causing a hubbub in the area. All the fantasy live producers and the ITC producers and fantasy and friends producers all sit by us and yeah. everybody was coming over and rabble rousing about it. How you know you just crushed Harmon on national TV oh and stuff God. like that. This was back when that was an, an area that was off limits to me. Right. I see. Right. I was not oh. yet on television myself, so I it was see. like... How the really? tables have turned. Well, it, it was... <laughs> and this wasn't that long after you had just come back from, uh, from sabbatical, the, sabbatical as well, from so... From the wilderness, so it was From like, the wilderness. I'm so happy to be back with all my pals, <laughs> except this guy who apparently... Getting so... <laughs> I just thought... I forget what gave me the original idea, but I was like, we should have, like... Because this is like, as us being a family, I was like, I should have them write letters, like, a la an intervention episode to yeah. you guys, because it was, you know, you were joking on Twitter and stuff. So then I, I just reached out to those two independently, and I remember on the rundown I put Gelhar's surprise segment, just yep, like in bold, it said. it said nothing else. And I reached out to each of them independently. I was like, hey, 
franchise, I want you to write a letter to Matt about how this incident impacted you. And he's like, yeah, dude, that sounds awesome. And then I said to Marcus too, and I was like, dude, just write a short letter for the pod <laughs> to James about how short. this impacted you. Yeah. Well, and then I, I just, I wasn't sure what they would come up with and they both knocked it out of the park, which wait, I guess. Wait, hold on. So going back to Matt Harmon though. <clears throat> so, uh, we, I, I want to know, like, so when I when I drop this on television, what is the reaction in the newsroom? I think only Marcus and I were like actually there at the time. Or actually, I think I was on. I was the there. Sh- I might have been on the show when he I was said like, that. Well, you were the James, one that made sure it got clipped yeah, off. Oh, yeah. You were like, oh yeah, because no, no, it was me. It was me, oh, Adam Rank, you're and Michael Fabiano. We were like, get. James Coe just called Harmon an idiot I like, on I, TV. I, 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 believe, I believe the words uh, you got ethered might have been. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Was <laughs> the stronghold giving each other high fives? I no. Mean, what was happening Oh, no, no, no. They were no. shocked. There was a lot of giggling. Okay. I was in shock. We and, were paralyzed. Because well, like like he said in the bit in the, the bit from the actual episode that whenever he hears his name, he perks up. Yeah. So, so it, was like a, it was like a perk up and then it was like you were calling him oh. a bad boy if he was a dog and he kind of just like sunk into his cube a little bit it was hard too because you know it's like when you know fantasy live is on or some you know fantasy yeah. and friends or whatever it's not like the entire newsroom is tuned in no. this is like our, our training camp which sneakily is like one of the most like all engrossing moments in the newsroom because every everything is going on with inside training camp live so it's it's loud and it's everywhere right so. and then mg heard it and then what was your reaction uh, to email the video team and make sure they clipped <laughs> to it, get it tweeted so that uh, we could tweet it out. My God, it was clipped in like oh, instant! It was an instant. It was amazing how fast it was clipped out yes. and sent out. I'm not even sure that segment had finished up on on air before. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, I don't know if I set this up properly, but Josh Gordon at that point in the yes, off season. There we go. Who? <laughs> <laughs> was on his way back. Was on his way back. Um, the fantasy community was a buzz. Right. Uh, his draft stock was was rapidly rising. It was going through the roof. Right. And, and Matt wrote an article about why you could take him in like what the seventh ish round. I wrote a said. I wrote a reaction piece and said that you could start thinking about him in the sixth <laughs> round because the Browns had no wide receivers at, at that point. Everyone was like Terrell Pryor. Pff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't even think afterthought, the, but yeah, yeah, Coleman yeah. was there and. Uh, and I think my assertion was the fact that Josh Gordon, the last time we saw him, which was over a year ago, right. was bad. Right. So the tape we even had on him most recently was bad, and yet... And then it had been several years since we'd seen that. <laughs> since he played, I mean, is he was, even in shape? Right. It was a rousing debate here it was, on the podcast it was. That, was, 100%. that was great. You know, I presented my side, you presented yep. your side, some you, of the other, other fellows chimed in as well right, and agreed right, right. or disagreed. Okay. But then you had to take it the next step further on the next day and in a spot where I was not allowed to be, had to put <laughs> your foot down on my throat. And you know what? The thing, though, guys, is that, that this didn't just impact you two. It impacted all of us. That's and I think, right. I think we need to get into okay. to what happened there. Franchise, why don't you start? What's happening? Why do I feel like this was not a surprise? This is a letter I wrote to Matt Harmon. What? <laughs> what is Matthew. Matthew. Uh... I come to you today as a friend who cares about your well-being in both the present and the future, and I fear you may have lost your grip on reality. <laughs> That's probably true. Behind your back and only because I care, I spoke to your beloved canine, Charlie. Oh, this is... We had a secret rendezvous about your feelings, my feelings, and his feelings. Oh, my God. Charlie knows it's been a rough couple of days, but that cute little dog nearly drowned in his own tears when expressing how the recent incident has been absolutely brutal for his owner, and it shows. 
What's going on? The incident at hand all began ridiculous. when Cleveland Browns wide receiver Joshua Caleb Gordon Joshua Caleb was reinstated Jordan. into the Yeah, league. buddy. Here and we you, go. You eagerly raised your hand to write a thoughtful and well-researched analysis to post on NFL.com yep. in an effort to help our fantasy fans make an informed decision about yep. where to draft him this right. season. It was informed. You said draft him in rounds five to seven, yep. but preached caution and insulation with other players. You are the wide receiver guru of the group, after all. Can we not say guru? In the article, there were some things that a certain colleague of ours disagreed with. <laughs> that colleague, James <laughs> Deco, oh, at James Deco on Twitter, first shared his opinion of your takes via Twitter.com uh, by saying you were wrong, 1,000% wrong. Uh, 10 million. Percent, 10 million. Actually. When it comes to where Josh Gordon should be drafted. All right. Then, on the Fantasy Live podcast on Tuesday, July 26th, oh my God. he made his opinion known once more. What is happening? His disgust of your take on Gordon <laughs> my more, disgust. more evident. <laughs> you argued your point once more, uh, and we all moved on. Okay. All of us, all except us. James. <laughs> <laughs> Grudge holder, James. Go. Hold on. Matt still has more to get off his chest. Uh, there's Holy a little bit geez, more to go here. Man. The following day. What's happening? This is July, longer than any article you've written for us. <laughs> July 27th. Uh, yesterday, July 28th. James was on live television covering yes. training camp from yes, a fantasy was. perspective. ITC Fantasy Live. Yep. For NFL Network. Yep. The topic was the Cleveland Browns, and naturally, <coughs> naturally, Josh Gordon came up. At that point, James felt the need to cite your opinion on where to draft him. He proceeded to call you an idiot. <laughs> live on air in front of trillions of viewers. Trillions. The, mo- <laughs> the majority of whom also follow you on Twitter.com. Uh, majority of trillions. <laughs> <laughs> I gasped in shock. What happened next was, to put it lightly, unimaginable. <laughs> the trauma you have now endured on Twitter.com as a result of the incident is unrepairable. From the onset, it is clear that James D. Coe had one goal here, and that was to take you down. What? <laughs> <laughs> his devoted and cruel fans oh photoshopped his face over yours on your selfie. With By the way, those people don't even follow me. <laughs> hey, I was and, one and of them. I was going to say, my those fans man. were Alex Gelhar Photos- right over there behind the glass. Hi. Well, they photoshopped James Coe's face over you on your selfie of Alan Robinson True. and also cropped his name over yours on your podcast that was logo, that The was Backyard rough. Banter, was... available on thebackyardbanter.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Right, you got a little promo. <laughs> Thank that you. Was... It rapidly became apparent that you were crumbling under the pressure. Oh, my God. You responded on Twitter.com with a Mr. Krabs blurry meme. <laughs> your headshot reserve, re- received the crying Jordan treatment. Oh. No surprise there. You began an out-of-control downward spiral. Out of control? I'm almost done. (laughs) Thankfully. The worst part? All of this happened mere moments before you had to cram into a small, stuffy studio to record a Tyler Lockett hit for an NFL Now segment hosted by none other than James D. Coe. At James D. Coe on Twitter. Oh, my God. On camera, the tension was palpable, but you worked through it well, and I commend you for that. We're both professionals. Thank you. Okay. But – you may not be aware of the effect that this incident has had on the fantasy stronghold, and to be selfish, myself as well. Even though most of this happened yesterday, I haven't eaten in weeks. What? <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a you problem. <laughs> I'm a shell of the man I was before the incident. I can't think, write, or sleep, and I've spent the last of my life savings at Kinko's on flyers to post around Los Angeles asking for tweets in support of your Josh Gordon takes. Oh, my God. 
You may not know this, but we've grown apart in the hours, days, weeks, and months since the incident yesterday. I don't know how much longer I can hang on. Please, for my sake, make amends with James D. Coe at James D. Coe on Twitter. <laughs> wow. That was that, that, that woo, still that hilarious. It was still long. hilarious. Forgot how long that was. Still hilarious. I wonder um, how many people have turned off the podcast. I know. <laughs> okay. I don't care. <laughs> Good number. But in the moment, you guys had no idea what was no. going on. It was I had no it clue. Was uh, I, you know, it, uh, <laughs> listening back to it, I, I realized, too, it was a sore and sensitive spot for you because, uh, Matt Harmon, because you wrote this piece and we had kind of sort of pitched you to talk about it on the network. Oh. But then the producers, the shadowy league figures, were like, yeah. Like, F him. Yeah. He's not TV people. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, let's get the quote unquote TV people. To talk about your piece. Well, that only happened twice this preseason, so that's okay. But anyways, uh, <laughs> the best the best part, in my opinion, is yeah. easily franchise saying, "I even <laughs> this just happened yesterday. I have not eaten. I have had not eaten in weeks. Yeah, that was a good. That one. was that, tremendous. That I, killed me. I, was I also heart. forgot that that it that was the same day as like right after we went and filmed L- that. Literally right thing. after. Right. So like, I, and that was the first time I'd really done any on camera thing. Anyways, was right. that same day. So it's like, oh great, I'm going to this shook with the same guy that <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> just called me, blasted me, ethered on, you on on television. Cool. All right. Well, should we get to Marcus's letter and speed right. through this? Yes. All right. Let's Here's go to Marcus's the letter. final recap of the fantasy therapy. Good God. James? Oh, my God. I, I, I want to start by letting you know that this isn't easy for me. Oh, my God. What's but it? I want you to know that you are loved and you are in a safe space. <laughs> I also want you to know that I understand why you felt why you had to say what you said about that. <laughs> you know, it was either Frederick Nietzsche or Michael Irvin who said, <laughs> Father Time is undefeated. Eventually, Dad Bod comes for us all. Before you know it, some hotshot kid with great hair, a hipster great hair. beard, yep. photogenic dog, yep, and an overly detailed but cleverly internet-branded evaluation mechanism yes. designed to predict the variance of outcomes for a position <laughs> quickly becoming oversaturated with talent starts to steal a little bit of your shine. Okay. Boom. So what do you do? That's what it is. In a fit of jealousy, you use a national platform, heretofore off-limits to this young man, and you use it to lash out at him. Sure. In the moment, it got a laugh. And maybe I made an extra effort to make sure the video team clipped it so we could all post it on <laughs> Twitter exactly. and have ourselves a good time. But that, maybe. Is, that is beside the point. It's like you, you let it live on. The point is, James, <laughs> words hurt. And they don't just hurt the person they're directed at. They hurt us all. You said I ethered him. I didn't ether him. You know, as far back as I can remember. I felt, I felt ethered. I always wanted to be part of a group. I always wanted to belong. Okay. And when we formed the Fantasy Stronghold, I knew I had found something special. All right. Eventually, our Fantasy 4-pack expanded <laughs> to add new members, including you, James. That's true. Before long, we were a whole case. We were the champagne of fantasy beers. We were living the high life. Oh, yeah. Until Thursday, that is. <laughs> the party now is in jeopardy because <laughs> one of our bottles is broken. And when one <laughs> bottle is broken, it risks saturating the entire case and making it unstable for the rest of the bottles. We have to help fix the broken bottle, James. That is a great analogy. I mean, did you ever stop to think that maybe some of us could be jealous of you? As a kid growing up in the Bay Area, I roared for the California Golden Bears. Okay. I wanted handles like Jason Kidd. I wanted to coach like Todd Bozeman. I wanted to grab a slice at Blondie's Pizza and shop at Rasputin Records every single day. Were it not for the fact that Berkeley was just far too close to home, 
and that I was accepted at a far superior athletic Pac-12 school, I could have been a Golden Bear <laughs> just like you. This is and we're no matter slander too. No matter how jealous I was that you or any other Cal alum for that matter has never known the incredible burden of getting up early on New Year's Day to make sure you get a great tailgating <laughs> spot at the Rose Bowl. How dare you? <laughs> I held my tongue. <laughs> envy, envy is an, envy is an oh. evil monster if you don't keep it in check, James. What a Instead, I took joy in knowing that we both held the same disdain for that grotesque mockery of a tree in Palo Alto. That is true. And that we both wondered why that college in Westwood couldn't get its own damn fight song. That's, uh, that's accurate. <laughs> sure. I mean, <laughs> we might give each other a hard time. That's, that's what family does. When you wore a jean jacket to work, we had jokes. <laughs> we had lots of jokes. We had lots and lots oh of jokes. Oh, my God. But they remained amongst us in the stronghold. <sighs> and and the few thousand people who saw it on Twitter. On Twitter. Or the tens of thousands more who might have heard us talk about it on the podcast. Right. But that's it. That's as far as it went. Right. Trillions. Not the trillions <laughs> on television. <laughs> but you, James Coe, you went to a national television audience with your slights. That is a bridge too far. A wise man once told me, you can't chew your food if you don't have any teeth. I don't know how that applies to this situation. It just popped in my head while I was writing this. I was up late. Is I was Matt Harmon going to punch me in the face? I should have. No, no, no. No. Look, there is one thing I do know. Violence doesn't solve problems. And you know it, too. Okay. You know it, too, James. You know that there is a sturdy golden bear, yeah. and he's watching from the skies. Okay. <laughs> what? what do you think he Oski's sees? dead now? I don't understand. <laughs> what do you think what he sees, about? James? Are his stalwarts girded for the fray? Will they strive for victory? Oh, uh, okay. Instead, right. you were I simply on the prowl, and from stage one, you fiercely growled. Uh, I did. Gurra. 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 <laughs> yep. Yep, okay. The time to begin healing is now, James. Put away your petty jealousies, banish any ill will from your heart, and know that no matter how much internet adore adoration Matt Harbin gets, at least you never lived in West Virginia. <laughs> what? Neither have I! I'm, I'm asking you, James Cole, to help us live up to the emotional, blue eyed soul lamentations of Steve Winwood and get us back in the high life again. Holy cow. We love you, James Coe. This segment we love we do. has so gone guys, on for so long. I, it it, long it went off the rails, but it's to a purpose. Can you two? By the way, uh, w- this is not a surprise segment. It's only a surprise to two people <laughs> as well. <laughs> My goodness. Well, <laughs> there it is. What a, what a time. What a time oh, to be alive. man. Ooh. What a time to be alive. I like that Marcus Grant came through, uh, was stoking the coals of this beef of this beef stew that was going on between myself and Matt Harmon. And then he comes through in his letter and just destroys Cal. Yeah. And then throws Matt Harmon under the West Virginia bus. Yeah. Kind of wow. kind of like a weird therapy yeah. Uh, yeah. method. Sometimes it was uh, aversion therapy. Sometimes sometimes you have to <laughs> get out your feelings, like and sometimes it. it involves lashing out at oh, others. Oh, boy. Oh. Okay. Oh. All right. It was, uh, uh, okay. By the way, we got so much great feedback on that. Uh, Aside from its length, there were a couple people that were like that was great, but God, it was good long. God, so was... I hope you enjoyed it the second time, yeah. listeners. Which, second time, which was now longer because we added our commentary to. Yeah, it. but it helped help break it up. Don't care. All right, all right. Uh, by the way, uh, we start talking about trends on this podcast. We talk about trends all the time. Well, guess what? This podcast itself also has trends, basically going through hours of material. Uh, dare say trillions of hours. <laughs> Trillions. <laughs> Wait, real quick. Which was what was everybody's favorite line from the letters? 
Oh, it's still for me. It's still the even though it's happened yeah. 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 Weeks. yeah, that was the best one. It was. It was. It was. All right, so James, your trends. Which one uh, do we want to dive into first here? I think I do believe the major question on this podcast, and it has not yet been answered, where is Matt Harmon truly from? Mm. Let's let's take a listen. West Virginia's finest, Matt Harmon. West Virginia's fine. How's the weather in West Virginia today, Matt Harmon? We got Matt Harmon here. What's hey. going on? How's West Virginia doing? West Virginia's pretty good. I did actually have, I was cleaning my room up a little bit, shockingly, this week, and I noticed okay. that there were two mason jars on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Folksy kind of bluegrassy sort of music that I'm really into. Uh, it's good foot stomping music, James. <laughs> foot stomping music, man. Well, to be honest, we're really not sure where Matt's from. I mean, oh, wait a second. I'm kind of convinced he might be adopted or wait something. I don't know. Still <laughs> might be from West Virginia. So I mean, I'm from go. Virginia. But <laughs> this, this really took a turn for the worse for me. <laughs> Wow. So, wow. That's unbelievable. That was amazing. <laughs> your, your sister's selling you out might have oh, been yeah. the Well, best. and to be fair, you know, that was hard to hard to rule that out with her. You know? The level of evidence that has been accumulated against Matt Harmon. <laughs> His own family members. I, I mean, feel as if it's clear. It's rough. Yeah. I feel as if it's clear. He is it's, from West Virginia. It's all stacking up there. I agree. Can, yeah. can I also say the yes. the mason jar conversation you guys had was one of the Fridays that I was off and called in for my phoner. Okay. And I re- I listened to the podcast like later that afternoon and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, you were striking. What like, are they talking? Very, very bothered by talked about mason. mason jars for like 17 minutes. <laughs> right, it was not that any long. Fantasy <laughs> Nor- normally we are very much uh, focused it's fine, on I just, topic. No, we're so uh, not. It's so not. If you listen a- to this podcast, it's, it's because... <laughs> You like fantasy, yeah. but you also like the irreverence, nonsense, or, 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 or God forbid, us, which yeah. is weird that nah. anybody would like us. Nah. Uh, the other strong trend I found, and this is actually trend. even stronger, I would imagine, than, than the West Virginia trend. <laughs> wow, was what we do outside of the podcast for fun, and it all revolves around literally one thing. Prohibition is over. We can legally buy and consume alcohol in this country. Continued getting drunk on beers. We had mimosas on on Sunday at brunch. Also, they lead that to St. George Gin. This is my question. What did you guys do? What? Just drank. We are definitely going at it tonight. <laughs> okay, you're going to ham tonight. Yeah, I immediately have to go find myself a bottle. Just drink straight whiskey, bro. I, I know, uh, I know. We tried to... I tried What's your to problem? Hey, give Greyhounds a chance. It's a... Uh, Vodka and grapefruit juice. That's what it is. Uh, not as no, sweet. No, it's, it's light. It's not as sweet. Plus... It's got vitamin C, bro. We still have beers, right? Well, yeah, they, they still have beers. <laughs> that was, that a was whole, so good. That was only a, a smidgen yeah. of the drinking references oh we made my on this gosh. show. I could have cut a, a five-minute super cut <laughs> of how many beveraging references we make on this podcast. So good. I love that. Well, of course, yeah, they still have beer. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what was that even in reference? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, the no, Gulp no. changed the their Gulp menu. Changed oh, their menu. right. right. Oh, well, I mean, of course they still have beers. Oh, my so God. kudos to James <laughs> for cutting all that stuff yeah, up. Yeah, that was that awesome. Was, uh, yeah, that's not that's not any uh, fancy producer. It takes a lot of time to do that's, that. That's just that's just James in between calling basketball games. No, no, no. Making, I, I making... sold I sold one of my old watches to pay. <laughs> oh, to get that cut. Oh, that oh, makes good. sense. 
so you could continue yeah. so you to could, uh, make direct deposits into your account. Right, your exactly. Right. Well, move I them to I, move I, them to multi autographs. I mean, no, because here the thing is, I have so much, I didn't know what to do with it. Oh man. So I have you know, to James. I've got to find uh, creative ways. If you were to listen to the ATN podcast, their presenting sponsor is Mr. Flame, an economics teacher. He could probably help you out with how to manage that money. Okay. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't like putting it into you know IRAs. Okay. Okay. Jeez. All right. Oh, big money talk. But yeah, that's a that's a fair. That's a fair point. We we talk about drinking a lot on here, and now I'm, you know, it's hard to say whether I need. We all should go at, seek help. I mean, <laughs> but let's do that after at, we go to the bar. Tonight. Yeah, we are. It's funny enough. We are going to the bar later tonight. Okay. So. Wow. Shocking. Shocking. Whoops. Okay. So we usually close out this show uh, with a round of daily daps, but instead of doing the round of daily daps today, we will vote on daily dap of the year. Let's Ooh. listen to the nominees. Daily Dap Daps the knocking of fists together as a greeting or form of respect. Daily Daps of the year. Year. September 26. 26. I got my first piece of actual physical fan mail. Nice. How do they know your address? They sent it over to the uh, to the network. Dear James, I'm just taking a moment. It's a card. Cool. He just showed us the physical card. It's a, it says thank it just you. says thank you with like blue flowers or something on it. Uh, I'm just taking a moment to thank you for jinxing Marcus's Warriors. Cleveland and all of and all of us appreciate what you did. Anyways, love the TV show. Only like the podcast because Gelhar is a buzzkill. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Harmon's way whoa, too excited. Whoa! About that. <laughs> whoa. I just, I just love the like the gall of and the way you just built this up. To, oh, this is such a nice, <laughs> such a great moment. <laughs> but by the way, no harm. And then drops the hammer at the end. I was, of it. I was honestly thinking like, oh, they're doing like like the podcast. We yeah. everybody like like and subscribe and review. I'm like, that's oh. cute. And because Gellar's oh. a buzzkill, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. oh. wow. And of all the people too, like that that to say it's a buzzkill. I mean, that's geez. Hook you into the freaking just, wood chip. But Joe Bluth over here right I now. Holy Hello, hell. darkness, my <coughs> friend. <laughs> November 7th. The Savior Season Week. Oh, yeah, the social Pictures? team, I think, had a lot to oh do with it. Social yeah. and the photo team. Those yeah. are cool as hell. Oh, is that the Marcus? Whoa, Marcus is Spider Man. It's cool. Spider Man? Spider Man? Spider Man. Are there, is that's there how they, than one of them? No, no, that's how they say it in England. I'm the franchise England. said it like they live down the street. We're going to go have dinner at the Spider Man. Listen, I'm telling you, like that's how the English say it. Bro. Oh my God, Aqua! Is the Hulk? He looks awesome. The graphics team or whatever put together uh, these pictures with basically Marcus's head on Spider-Man and like Ackbar's on Spider-Man. the Hulk. Spider-Man, <laughs> one of the right, spider, one of the Spider-Mans, and uh, one of the Spider-Mans and uh, Ackbar's on the Hulk. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what. Oh my God! We're so far off the rails. How are we still? That, that was right that was now. wrong. <laughs> oh, we were teetering on and off the rails for so long, and now we're gone. Oh, okay. All right. So, anyways, if you haven't seen the pictures, go online. You go to my Twitter account. I tweeted out go. mine at least. Yeah, yeah. I believe Akbar may have tweeted his. Yeah, I, I the quote, NFL fan tweeted it with yeah. uh, some Nickelback lyrics. Yes, it's you did. Pretty sweet. You guys I noticed back. that. What? It is, what? Uh, it's pretty. Well, because cool. it was the picture I think from the first Spider-Man like poster that they did Spider-Man. for Marcus Spider-Man. Sorry, <laughs> for Marcus. This image, so I quote tweeted it with because Nickelback did with the oh the that hero the can hero save us. can oh, save yeah. us. Hero. I'm not yeah. gonna stand here. Oh God, <laughs> end the show please. right now. Yeah, let's, 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 let's end the show. <laughs> so I quote tweeted Marcus's picture with that <laughs> lyric. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> 
October 24th. So I wanted to Daily Daps' band I found via Spotify Discover Weekly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you're, you're impinging on, on franchise. Yeah. I don't know. Bruh. Right? Bruh. Like, look, it's uh, it's totally random. <laughs> it's more in the weeds than franchises stuff. Oh, uh, what? What? Oh, what are you trying to say, bro? Those are, those are fighting words. Whoa. What do you say? <laughs> you say I listen to Top 40 Radio? Is that uh, what you're trying to exactly say? That's what he said. Uh-oh. Is that what you're trying to say? That's Uh-oh. what he said. Uh-oh. That's I'm what he said. Trash. The band I'm going to dap <laughs> is an instrumental, like, progressive metal band that popped up on Discover Weekly, oh, but Jesus. they were good They were good music to, to grind to, and I was like, oh, this could be good workout music as well, because there's no lyrics to distract you or anything. They're called Animals as Leaders, and they've got this insane guitarist. His name is, where did they go? Tosin Abasi, who frequently will play like seven or eight string guitars, but it's super melodic, it's good, it's driving. And especially if you don't want to listen to the top 40 trash that franchise listens to on the daily. Yeah, true. Then go check I it out. I was actually going to daily dash so. Ariana Grande's new song. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been listening to lately. Uh, main, mainstream tries. Really, uh, what I said was that it was more the in new, the, uh, the, the, the new Lady Gaga is pretty lit. <laughs> oh my god. This don't know funny. if you ever heard of him. His name's Bruno Mars. <laughs> Oh, top 40 chives. <laughs> top 40. God. November 28. I will daily dap. I, I got uh, I got a little bit little little taste of the uh, the cocaine cookies that uh, are from <laughs> <laughs> like, What are you talking? He looked at me and he said cocaine and I was like what? Disclaimer, not actually cocaine. Not cocaine. Are we sure? Are yes. we sure about that? I have watched her make it before. There is no combining. Well, my name is Matt Harmon. I do not endorse this message. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I, I also thought for a second you were looking at me. I was like, wait, did Coke come up with a new thing on his own that he's appropriating his name into? Like cocaine. Oh, cocaine. Uh, when it hits you just right. Yeah, the cocaine cookies. Stop. Let's go. Anyways, uh, my mom's cookies. Yes, your mom's cookies. Yeah, uh, they had, are delicious. Had a little bit of the, uh, what was that, a little chocolate chip? Just these little, like, poofy chocolate chip, chip ones she makes. There's a little. They're a little bites. Them. Yeah. Dough balls. Because they're not. Like they're not flat like they are. Well, I don't no. know what it is, but it's like that's they're like a little rounder and they're softer. Nuggets. I don't know what they are. Yeah, they, oh, you're, you're <laughs> laughing because you said some powder. Or something. This is rude. I can't do this. <laughs> Chocolate chip nuggets. <laughs> yeah, she puts this little white powder. I don't know what it is. They're but clo- yeah, they're white in enough. color. Yeah, exactly. I have to mute my mic. <laughs> probably, probably flour. <laughs> this is this is what I was talking about. Yeah. Are we sure? It's like, it's like look, we don't know whether Matt Harmon's from West Virginia. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, my, my, now my mic's unmuted. To be Anyways. frank, though, if she puts cocaine in anything, it's the white choco pretz. Oh, yeah. Okay, those might actually be. Oh. <laughs> those are absurd. Those are good. And we should get it. Well, make sure, I'm sure she's already planning the next airdrop for the holidays, but. The, those, that, that's around the corner, man. man. That is around those the are, corner. Those are cut with chocolate. I mean, <laughs> cut with chocolate. I am pure white <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> are, are we going to leave all this at the show? Yeah, dude. Nobody important listens yeah, to this podcast. No. That's true. All right. Man. I forgot about that rousing My gosh. Coke discussion. <laughs> white chocolate. Oh, the rousing please. white chocolate oh, discussion. <laughs> oh, My goodness. We I have to vote out. on one of those? Yeah, we got to vote. So here are, your, here are your four choices. Um, and the other thing I found interesting about this, too, was that when we first started doing the Daily Dap, uh, people, A, didn't understand what it was. B, they some people hated it. And still do. And still do. And then, oh yeah, they, a lot of people still do. Uh, but some people not have come around to it, yeah, and now love it, yeah. The, and it's, probably it's because of stupid stuff like this, yeah. Right. Remember the dude who started the DAP tracker? The Twitter DAP tracker. Account? He fell off on August thirtieth. That was his last. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> that was wow. his last dad. August thirty. When was his first one? Like July something. August thirtieth. He didn't even follow us through the season. No, he didn't even start. Not the even race. week one. Short. First one was like August seventeenth. Yeah. Wow. So he lasted a couple wow. weeks. All right. I wondered why I hadn't seen that wow. tweet in a while. Okay, that's good. I'm, I'm All right. Gonna, so here I'm going to block him. <laughs> block. block him. There's nothing to block. Well, He's not tweeting. Well, even we'll unfollowed. Just we'll block. see. We'll see about that. Okay. Um, all right, so here are your choices. We got the fan mail where uh, the Alex Gelhar buzzkill. Uh, <laughs> by the way, the Matt Harmon laugh in that one was so evil. Oh, I lost oh it. it was so great. It was so evil. It. So evil. It was so good. Because he's such uh, a – I mean, he's so perfect. He was such, such a dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's such a, he's such a dad and then got burned by a dad. It's a real circle of dadness. <laughs> the circle of dadness, he says. The Spider-Man. The, sp- <laughs> the Spider-Man. Spider-Man's pretty good. Uh, that joke still comes up a lot. Yeah, it does. It does that one's got some legs to it. And it we dapped the hero thing and the singing thing. That's true. We, we voted for We voted for that one as right, well. Right. The bad, all-time bad singing <laughs> right. of the podcast. Uh, we have Top 40 Chives. That one's pretty good. The uh, the one where, out of nowhere, Alex Gelhard just absolutely destroys. <laughs> Come on. It wasn't even a destruction. Bro. Come on, bro. Total destruction. Total destruction. <laughs> More in the weeds. His beard was singed. <laughs> More in the weeds than the mainstream stuff that uh, franchise. I mean, as I said in that episode, that all I was meaning was that franchise is usually the one uncovering <laughs> good new music, and this was somebody. This was a band that had like twenty thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. So. Right, and, the, and this it's a large was, number. And this was, you know, some lame music that Gelhar likes. Wow, this wow. no Ed Sheeran. Oh my god! Wow. And then, of course, uh, Gelhar's mom's cookies. That spiraled into uh, a bit of a Breaking Bad <laughs> episode <laughs> conversation. Sheesh, those are good. Those that's are, a good. That's a good. Good poll of crazy daily dap instances, yeah, James. So, whew. so those are your four: fan mail, Spider-Man, top forty chai's, Coke cookies. All right, we'll start with MG. Who do you vote for? Um, I'm going to go with the Spidermans, just because the it's, because it has had legs, because it is still something that we we tend to reference amongst each other every that's once true. in a while. Uh, Very good point. Yeah, that between that and the singing, I feel like. It was a combo. Of, it's a combo move. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Spiderman's. Okay, I like it. Matt Harmon, where are you voting? <laughs> Pretty tempted to go with the cookies one, but since I'm actually somehow still as uncomfortable with hearing that in this, <laughs> this moment as I was when we were talking about it, I'm gonna not vote for that, okay. and I'm going to vote for the top forty chives. I, I like that one. That one was pretty peak funny, yes. and it had some legs for a few weeks after that. Oh, well, we still top forty chives still comes up. Top forty chives still. People too. call me top forty chives on Twitter. So. <laughs> mainstream. Still, yeah, mainstream chives. <laughs> All right, just because. It went so anti our stupid little brand now too. Hipsters, right? Yeah. That's true. It was pretty, pretty good. All <coughs> I like it. Franchise, what are you voting? I'm voting top forty chives. Okay, I like it. It's because it's stuck. Uh, I'm gonna Selfish. vote. I'm okay. voting fan mail only because of the Harmon laugh. That was pretty great. It was such a over the top evil laugh. It made me laugh again. Yeah. Oh, that one was so good. All right, Wiz, what you got? Well, I could could tie something with the uh, top forty chives, but I think I have to side with that one too, just because franchise was so funny in his umbrage. Like I was, I was gonna daily dab the new Ariana Grande song. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> and just how how quickly that turned on its head, and it was it was an innocent, supposed to be compliment, and it turned into a, a great joke. Now you roasted me, dude. I think roasted my second my second choice would be the the, the cocaine cookies. Oh, the though. cocaine, oh, cookies. cocaine because cookies. Because Harmon was so uncomfortable and so the, uncomfortable. The accidental jokes that kept building out of it when I was like, because I think she, she does put something else in the cookies to make them poof. And then Branch is like, oh, she puts a powder in it. And like, we just couldn't, we couldn't escape it. 
<laughs> that was like one. That was like the most off the rails we've ever gotten. And That's you know, uh, thank thank goodness oh nobody uh, of note listens to this podcast. At least to the daily dap section oh to uh, to shut it down after some discussion <laughs> like right, that. Right, like oh cool, their analysis was all great, very okay, succinct, good. good stuff. I'll close it. I don't need to listen to this daily dap segment. I'm sure they just talk about you know whatever comic books they're listening to or reading. Or comic whatever. books they're listening to. <laughs> comic books that on tape. That sorry, is probably something one of the executives uh, would actually sorry, say. I don't know. I don't know how comics book book comic comic book. Okay, well, I don't Easy for you to say. I don't know how comic books work because I'm too busy, you know, lifting right. weights. So the, the top four. You get it, bro. You work out. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke. The uh, top 40 chais, it looks like it runs it runs away with it. I think but. so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. The, the fan mail one, though, did kill me, too, I'm, because. I'm, I'm the best. What do you want? That the sure. Gelhar's a buzzkill just came out of left field. Out of nowhere. It was a left hook I never saw coming, and I'm oh, still man. I'm still laying on the canvas from yeah, that one. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Congratulations, I guess, maybe, to Matt Franciscovich for top 40 chais. There you go. Thank He's you. Thank you. Daily tap of the year. Hey, great show. Let's do it again next Wednesday for the WizKid from Wisconsin, Matt Franchise. <laughs> my guy, Marcus Grant. Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We'll see you later. See you later. WikiLeaks. That that I actually didn't lose all that weight. CNN just faked that news. Bro, oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> they photoshopped you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com.